now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show, right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Eilts. I'm Leo Eilts. And we are the, the Derriers. Doing what we're doing, Roger. We just... Do it and do it. And we keep doing it. That's true. It's like the definition of insanity. You just, yeah. you know, if it doesn't work, you do it again. And it's still, right. you know, and well, you expect a different result. Yeah, but that's not us. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Here we are. Well, uh, people ask us, they say, Derriere's. Exactly what is Americana music? That's a fair question. It really is. <laughs> it is a fair and question. And why people ask us, I don't know. Well, I guess they expect us to be some kind of experts. Yeah. Are you an expert? Uh, not at this. Uh, I'm not. Uh, Are you an expert at anything? Well, no, okay, since, just you, since you got specific. <laughs> okay. I'm got that I don't consider myself anyway. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but, you know, we do have practical experience, and, and uh, we, we have a, an opinion which has kind of morphed into a definition. A definition, that's correct. And that is, we feel it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. And man, that's kind of, that leaves us, I mean, we grant ourselves a lot of slack in that way. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, it, it takes us out of just the, the fiddle and banjo stuff. Right, and, right. You know, I mean, it, for instance, it, it could be rockabilly. It could be blues. It could be rock and roll. It could be swing. It could be heavy metal. It could be jug band. Uh, it could be Zydeco. It could be rumba. Uh, Motown. Cajun. Uh, folk rock. Honky tonk. <laughs> I'm trying to get a rhyme thing on you. You're doing pretty good. Do what? <laughs> but you know what else could be? We really like, we just like it, to say the we word. We like to say the word. Boogaloo. boogaloo. Yeah, we it, do like Boogaloo. We do like Boogaloo. It has been Boogaloo on here uh, many times. More and, than once, yeah. And I expect it shall be in the future. It shall be. And the format of the show is that uh, we show up, each of us, each week with a virtual fist full of tunes. And the only rule is that we do not discuss it ahead of time. That's right. I don't know what you're going to do, and you don't know what I'm going to do. That's right. Which sometimes results in a train wreck, but that's okay. It has happened. It has happened. Uh, we could refer probably to specific episodes. Yes, but, we uh, could. Uh, but um, we have uh, come up on a formula and that uh, we each take turns starting the show. That's correct. And uh, this is episode 153. Uh, and since it's an odd numbered show, yep. oddly enough, Leo, you oddly get to start. Oddly enough. Yeah, I don't know exactly how we ended up with that. I, I think I was just I, not paying attention. We probably we, either threw a dart or flipped a coin. I guess so. That's yeah. kind of random guys that <laughs> I think we are. It's random because we had no we had no way of determining it up That's to that true. point. That's true. All right, I want to. We we always mention jug band music. I love jug band. music. I do too, man. And I decided to take a little deeper dive. I want to see where did this music come from? Mm. You know what was going on there. Well, it turns out there's a band that's kind of way down there at the bottom of the pile where from where most jug band music came from. Okay. All right. You might say Roots. I uh, could say Roots. Band. Okay. Yeah, the Roots. It was, it was the group called the Memphis Jug Band. Well, that that's a dead giveaway, that's right? A there. Dead giveaway, and uh, they actually 
they spawned a lot of other bands along the way, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. The band uh, featured harmonic kazoo, harmonica, kazoo, fiddle, and mandolin, or uh, even banjolin. We know what banjolins oh, are, right? Yeah. We they, the guys used to pedal those things door to door, and they were backed up by guitar, piano, washboard, washtub, bass, and jug. I mean, you know, it was all over the place. And they played uh, all kinds of music, slow stuff, blues stuff, jazz stuff, you know. Probably but, popular music at the pop, time. Pop, yeah. 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 And, and it was basically due to, uh, the sound of it was due to the unusual instrumentation that they Makes used. Makes sense. Right? So they, uh, the, the first uh, recorded music for jug bands came out of Louisville, Kentucky. They were basically jazz-oriented groups with, with a jug, you know. Right. Okay, the jug was taking the place of a tuba or a trombone. Okay. All right, because they could play notes on those things if they knew what they were doing. Well, sure. And uh, the Memphis Jug Band borrowed from this model, but added kazoo as a prominent lead instrument. <laughs> well, we've done that before. Oh, I love the idea <laughs> yeah, of the, the kazoo as a lead instrument. Anyway, the, uh, so here's the thing. Um, the uh, beginning of 1926 or so, uh, African-American musicians in the Memphis area um, had kind of grouped around this one guy that was kind of like the godfather of of jug band music. His name was was Will Shade. Okay, and he had other names that some people. Hey, you know, <clears throat> I, I'm familiar with his brother. Uh, yeah, how uh, window. Window. Yes. Get off of okay, that. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, you just go sit in your corner. <laughs> the uh, but here's an interesting thing. It was a, the membership of this band was very fluid. I mean, they, the people would come and go, and a lot of these guys that came and went out of this band got their start basically. From playing with this group of people and kind of split off and, and got their own thing going, right? Okay. So they recorded under several names uh, over various labels. I, I didn't make any of these names up, so don't <laughs> don't give me any trouble on this, okay? <laughs> the Piccaninny Jug Band. Okay. The Memphis Sacrified Singers, Sanctified Singers, the Carolina Pe- Peanut Boys, the Dallas Jug Band, the Memphis Sheiks, and I mean, it goes on and on. <laughs> oh, that's great. Whoever they, whatever they were doing that day, they came uh-huh. up with a new name. Wow. But between 1927 and 1934, they made more than 80 commercial recordings, uh, starting with Victor Records and going on from there. Wow. Just, just an amazing, guys. Now, the song I'm going to play, though, and the reason I like this song, is that it was picked up much, much later. Uh, in 1966. Wow. A fledgling new band out of San Francisco uh, called the Grateful Dead oh, <laughs> picked up one of their tunes. Okay. And, and it's this song here. It was recorded in 1928 uh, by the Memphis Jug Band. It's called Stealin' Stealin'. <laughs> Don't you tell on me I'm stealing back to my same old used to be Now put your arms around me like the circle around the sun I want you to love me, mama, like my easy rider done If you don't believe I love you, look what a fool I've been If you don't believe I'm sinking, look what a hole I'm in Stealing, stealing Put it, mama, don't you tell on me I'm stealing back to my same all used to be I'm stealing, stealing Put it, mama, don't you tell on me 
I'm stealing back to my same old used to be. I'm loving, she's just my height and size She's a married woman, come to see me sometime If you don't believe I love you, look what a fool I've been If you don't believe I'm sinking, look what a hole I'm in I'm stealing, stealing Put it, mama, don't you tell on me I'm stealing back to my same old used to be I'm stealing, stealing Put it, mama, don't you tell on me I'm stealing back to my same all used to be. Now that that was great. Isn't that funny? It just (laughs) you know I've heard that a million times by the dead. Dead, yeah. And never really knew about the original. So there you go. Well, you know, well they they had jug band roots. I mean, oh absolutely. uh, They you know David Grisman and uh, people like that that they played with. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and you know, you talk about us ha- going down the same track sometimes. Uh, I, I found an archive of old jug band stuff too. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wasn't planning on doing it today, but probably sometime in the future. Yeah, but are you going? Okay, you're not doing it today, or no. you are doing? Okay. No, not to, okay. hadn't planned on it. Okay, wow, that's very polite of you. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's normal not, for it you. It isn't normal. I no, know. it's not normal. But gee, yeah. I don't know what to think. All right, who are you, and what have you done with my brother? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, what do you got? Um, okay, so back in episode 149, and, and I think maybe 150 or maybe 148 and 49, I, I covered uh, Petra Hayden. Yes. And, and as you, you recall, she was part of the Hayden triplets mm-hmm. um, who were in uh, My Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. And then uh, she did a cover of Don't Stop Believing. It was really crazy and cool. It was. So um, uh, I, I thought it would only be fair to feature her father. Charles Edward Hayden. He was born in uh, 37, um, and he was an American double bass player, band leader, composer, and educator. His career spanned over 50 years. And um, now it it says he was building on the work of his predecessor bassist, Jimmy Blandon and Charles Mingus, and he revolutionized the harmonic concept of bass playing in jazz evolving a way of playing that sometimes complemented the soloist and sometimes moved independently to help liberate bass players from a strictly accompanying role mm-hmm. to becoming more participants. That's easier for you to say. It never is. Never in is. group improvisation. So a German musicologist, uh, 
Joachim Ernst Bernt, something like that. Uh, you just making burnt, life difficult for you. Yes, actually. Um, he wrote that Hayden's ability to create serendipitous harmonies by improvising melodic responses to Coleman's freeform solos rather than sticking to predetermined harmonies was both radical and memorizing. Mm-hmm. His virtuosity lies in an incredible ability to make the double bass sound out. You know, so it says uh, Hayden cultivated the instrument's gravity as no one else in jazz. He's a master of simplicity which is one of the most difficult things to achieve. Man, that's, that's Isn't pretty, that cool? Yeah, you got me interested here now. So uh, I found it, an album. It's a, a kind of a, a composite thing. It's called Ramblin' Boy. Mm-hmm. And, and it comes from the fact that uh, they had a family band. And uh, at, at age two, he was part of the Hayden family band, and he played the role of the yodeling cowboy, Ramblin' Boy. You know? <laughs> okay. So that's where it comes from. But... Uh, all kinds of guest artists on this thing, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I'm not even going to name them, but one of them was none other than Jack Black. Oh, really? The actor. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I know Jack Black. And I, and I found a live um, performance of him doing this song. Oh, man. And I'm going to put that on our website because it's it's really cool. You know, he's he's so animated anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so this is the uh, Charlie Hayden with Family and Friends is uh, what they're calling it, featuring Jack Black from Rambling Boy, Old Joe Clark.
sits a turtle dove sitting on yonder pine. You may weep for your true love, and I may weep for mine. Fare the well, old Joe Clark, fare the well, I say. Fare the well, old Joe Clark, I'm gone way to stay. Fare the well, old Joe Clark, fare the well, I say. Fare the well, old Joe Clark, I'm gone way to stay. That's a that's a good recording. It's a good recording, and Jack Black just cracks me up. You have to go check the video out. Yeah, on, yeah. At uh, thatyourears.com. Well, there's a couple of things I was curious about. That yes. one of the things is that when we've done that song with bands, sometimes they go to the minor, sure, instead of the major there on that thing, which yep. is, and they went with the major part. Yeah. But what year was that recorded? Uh, Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. When that album came okay. out. Yeah. And. Uh, and and so that was the recording. Now, what I'm putting on the website is a live performance of Jack Black with the Hayden triplets. Oh, okay. And they had a, a, another couple of hot players with them, too. Yeah, that, so, that's, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, Leo, I guess it's your turn. Where do we go from here? Do you remember a band called the Amboy Dukes? No. <laughs> I didn't think you would. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am I am intrigued. <laughs> but well, now listen. Here's the thing: they were they were a one hit wonder, right? Uh, but the lead guy in the band went on and had a, a pretty good solo career. The guy named was uh, Ted Nugent. All right. Oh wow, okay. he's still around and doing everything. Well, sure he is. But this band, uh, this this song comes out of 1968, right? And they were uh, basically uh, formed in 1964 in Chicago, and then they later migrated and uh, centered themselves in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Uh, okay, so they were best known for that only hit that we just mentioned. Uh, you know, that, well, I'm going to mention it now. It's called Journey to the Center of Your Mind. Oh, okay. Okay, so in that respect, they were a one-hit wonder. And like I said before, don't knock a one-hit wonder. At least they had one hit, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, the Encyclopedia of Heavy Metal Music... <laughs> Oh, wow, there is one. Huh? Oh, there is one, man. It says that the Amboy Dukes uh, were a psychedelic rock band that pioneered a proto-metal and psychedelic combination. Which, if you listen to the song, you kind of get that. Okay. But later in life, the uh, fiercely... Now, Ted Nugent was a guy that was known for being a clean liver. He was totally anti-drug. Wow. I mean, he was a straight arrow, you know. But nevertheless... Uh, people picked up uh, on the uh, psychedelic sensibility to an otherwise kind of very straight band. I mean, you know, it just had that sound to it. Wow. Anyway, the uh, his early now we're talking about Ted Nugent again. His early okay. guitar playing style. Uh, he was known for one particular guitar that he played all the time. It was a Gibson Birdland. And if you ever see him, any videos of him playing, he played it way up high in his chest. It became kind of a visual thing about where he held his guitar. Right, it's pretty interesting, and he was a really good guitar player, and also made him visually uh, easily recognized from other guitar players. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's a it's a good tune, man. And it, like I said, the band itself was a one hit wonder, uh, but it's a pretty good song. And this is from uh, 1968, "Journey to the Center of Your Mind."
cheers behind Come with us and find The pleasures of a journey To the center of the mind Come along if you care Come along if you dare Take a ride to the land inside of your mind Beyond the seas of God Beyond the realm of what Across the streams of hopes and dreams Where things are really not Come along if you can Come along if you dare Take a ride to the land inside of your mind But please realize You'll probably be surprised For it's a land unknown to man Where fantasy is back So if you can, please understand You might not come interesting an interesting kind of thing in real yeah. life i'm not a huge fan but boy that guy could play guitar oh yeah and it had real distinctive sound no yeah. kidding yeah oh, oh look well we've run yeah, over here we've run bit. way over but yeah. uh, we'll make it up uh, okay. later okay um so uh it's a uh, moving day tomorrow of course yeah it, it always is and uh so we need to uh, we, we need to go out and uh empty police the, the, box, era, police uh, the area yeah, yeah do all that and uh, of course yeah. we have to check that Left or inside duel, and uh, it's it's an odd number show. So number. Leo, I guess you're up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. So go put on your. Um, uh, yeah, I. You know, I'm sorry. I just. You know, I. I should prepare myself for this, but um, I'm going to go out cold, man. What? I'm not going to think about it. You're not. No, I'm just going to go. You're just going to go. Yeah. Try to conquer my fears. Well, okay. Well, then I'll see you on the other side. I want to die. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> At least one of us. One of us. This is the... Um, Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're back. 
I think we did it again, Roger. You know, it said it. Did you hear that? Listen, they're everywhere. No more. No. Wow. Don't look up. I'm, you get a faceful. Is that you, Mr. Poe? Um, wow. This is this place. I, is, I, I mean, it sounded like such a great place. It did. It we went like, through the dart. It landed in Arizona. It, and then we figured, okay, well, we can deal with the desert. That's no problem. Yeah. But, but, but um, yeah, I know. He's around here someplace. He doesn't like us being here either. I mean, uh, Santa Claus, Arizona. Come on, it it sounds like such a happy place, right? <laughs> yeah. But here's the deal, Roger. It's it's basically uh, listed as an uninhabited uh, desert place in Mojave County, Arizona. Now, listen, you know that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, but there should be a happy thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. it, it turns out it's it's north of Hermit Drive and just south of both Grasshopper Junction and the Junk Art of Chloride. <laughs> <laughs> we should have ran up on this, but wow, we're about it. But listen, in, in listen, this in the 1930s, there's this gal named Nina Talbot. Okay. Okay. And and her husband, uh, they moved here from Los Angeles, California, basically up to Kingman, which is pretty close. We yeah. Should, maybe we should have gone to Kingman. Yeah. Know. Stayed on. They just said they're going to operate a motel, right? Now she held herself out as the biggest real estate agent in California, but she also weighed three hundred pounds at the time, so there was kind of a double meaning to the thing. If you get my drift. All right. So in 1937, she opened the town of Santa Claus. And uh, her plans for the town included subdividing the 80-acre site into lots that would form a resort town centered around on a Santa theme in a parched desert location. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> what a brilliant thought. That, that was for a while. It was kind of odd, you know. In the early years, it was a, it was a, a popular attraction, actually. And feature, they had a post office. And uh, Christmas-related buildings, and people would actually come here to mail their, you know, Christmas cards. Mm -hmm. So they had a Santa Claus. They have one in Indiana now, but at the time it was in Arizona. Yeah. And children could visit a real Santa Claus in the town any time of the year. Wow. Wow, how cool is that? Yeah. But But when did it all go south? Well, about about 1942 was the high point, right? Okay. But it, the, her idea for, of uh, the, the resort never carried through because, for one thing, the only inhabitants in the town were the ones that were actually working there. Yeah, <laughs> that would have something to do with oh, it. Oh, yeah. The population of Santa, in, in 2003, the, the population of Santa Claus was 10, divided among five houses, one of which had a buffalo. <laughs> I wow. Know. I don't know. Yeah, well. But, but we got here two years too late, Roger, because a couple of years ago, finally, the state came through and just leveled the whole thing. So so two years ago, there was still something here. Now, listen, I don't know about you, but I'm inclined to toughen out. Well, yeah, we gave up uh, a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was. We and did. moved on. We moved on. We're not yeah. going to do that. Yeah, okay. I mean, this I'm is what okay we with did. That. We're just going to stay right here and see what happens. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a deal. All right. Okay, so listen, it's pretty desolate out here. What it you, is. Let's go inside. What do you okay, good idea. Okay. All right, that's better. Okay. Um, hey, you know, people ask us, 
<laughs> what the hell are you doing? They do ask us that. Uh, they do. Sometimes they're more polite than that. They are, but not usually. Yeah, but they, you know, they say, what are you doing? You're driving around in your places like uh, Santa Claus, Arizona yeah. that doesn't really exist. Nope, apparently. And, uh, you know, but the, the, the problem is, or the situation, I should say, is that, um, you know, our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA That's true, actually yeah. have these things called Ranches. They have a place where they spend most of their time. Yeah. Right. And they get to do their uh, show from the relative comfort of the ranches. In more controlled circumstances. Yes. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, we don't. And, and we used to whine about that fact until our our pal Suzanne. Right. She kind of set us straight and she said, look at it this way, guys. You've got the entire continental United States. True. Border to border, ocean to ocean. Mm-hmm. You could say you have a ranch. Without, Without fences. fences, yes. Yeah, and we roam that range in our RV called... Rambling Roads. Rambling Roads. Yeah, we're rambling around the desert here in Rosie. Rosie gets us there, uh, even hopefully, to places we probably shouldn't go. Hopefully she'll get us out of here, <laughs> yeah, too. But so. no, we're counting on that. You bet. Okay, buddy. What's up? Um, all right. So back uh, in episode 143, you featured Ashley Campbell. Yes, I did. Glenn Campbell's uh-huh. daughter. Right. Uh, boy, I, I was really impressed with it, and, and I kind of followed up on her. And I, I found a, a recording she did in 2017 with um, Carl Jackson. Okay, yeah, sure. Of course, was uh, Glenn Campbell's uh, longtime bandmate, mm-hmm. songwriting mm-hmm. partner and everything. And uh, they put together a duet... Of her father's signature song, Jill sure. on My Mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. yeah. Go ahead. And um, so it, it says the young singer stayed true to the nature of her father's original song, playing the banjo while singing the words her father has echoed many times before. Now, you featured a song that she did called Remembering. That's correct. Right, which mm-hmm. was uh, about really him cool. after he had passed away. Right. Yeah. And. Um, uh, the song uh, won a Grammy as well as an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, "Gentle on My Mind" was originally re- released by John Hartford in 1968, and we you featured that song on episode 25. Wow, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my favorites. Right, yeah. and then Campbell took it on after hearing it, and uh, it, it wore won uh, four Grammy awards in 1968. Two going to Hartford and two going to Campbell for his right. version. So anyway, uh, this rendition, uh, they actually did it on Country Road TV. So it's a live performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2017, Carl Jackson and Ashley Campbell doing Gentle on My Mind. This is the one that got it all going. It's the one that got it all rolling called Gentle on My Mind. The Godfather, Carl Jackson and yeah. Ashley Campbell. It's knowing that your door is always open And your path is free to walk That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag Rolled up and stashed behind your couch And it's knowing I'm not shackled By forgotten words and bonds Are the ink stains that have dried upon the sunlight That keeps you on the back roads by the rivers of my memory. It keeps you ever chilling on my mind. Well, it's not clinging to the rocks and ivy planted on their columns down by me. Or something that somebody said because they thought we fit together walking. 
It's just knowing that the world will not be cursing or forgiven When I walk along some railroad track and can't find That you're moving on the back roads by the rivers of my memory And for hours you're just tending on my mind Though the wheat fields and the clotheslines and the junkyards and the highways come between Some other woman's crying to her mother Cause she turned and I was gone I still might run in silence Tears of joy might stain my face And the summer sun might burn me till I'm dry But not to where I cannot see you Walking on the back roads By the rivers flowing Chilling on my mind His voice sounds a lot like Glenn Campbell. Yeah, you know? it does. Wow. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to post the video of that from that yeah, show. Yeah, so yeah, I'll put yeah. that on our website yeah, also. That's, it's, that's pretty it, cool. it's super cool. I mean, it's a live recording, and it's great quality and all that. So. Yeah, well, you, you need a good crew. You need good musicians to do it like that. So. I get, you know, they were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel, yeah, but apparently. they found some. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Leo. Well, I think it's your turn. You know who I was talking to recently? I can't imagine. Jason Beers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, we we got to have a sound effect. We talked about this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and uh, I, I have a couple of ideas. I know. Okay. How do you think we should deal with this? Well, well, we'll come up with something, and uh, okay. next time ne- next time we mention his name, we will have one. a sound effect. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it'll and from there on that'll be it. That, that will be his. Okay. His job. Well, he he brought a ba- he brought up a band called the Crying Shames, and he said you you featured them, haven't you? I go, no, I haven't, but I really should. <laughs> With a name like that. Oh man! Well, listen, they were an American uh, garage rock band from Hinsdale, Illinois. Okay. Wow. And uh, now here's this funny history about these guys. Originally, they were known as the Travelers. And the band was formed by a guy named Tom Doody. Tom Doody? Yep, D-O-O-D-Y. Okay. All these guys had nicknames. His was Toad. <laughs> a guy named Gary Stonehenge, Stone, where they call him Stonehenge. A guy named Dave Purple, that's his real name. They called him the Grape. And they all had this band called the Prowlers. So they got this other thing going, right? Wow. And they had another guy that got in the band. His name was Denny Conroy. He was from Possum River. And another band named Jim Ferris from The Roosters. <laughs> so, wow. So I'm telling you about this. These guys are made in heaven. Now, the guy, Jim Pilster, he was, they called him J.C. Hook. Uh, and he was named that way because he was born without a left hand and wore a hook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So now, now we got a band. This is like, so anyway, in 1966, uh, they learned that there was another band that was using the name they wanted to use which was Tommy and the Travelers, right? And uh, so the guy, Tommy from J.C. Hook, right, the guy, he said he knew the other Tommy okay, of the other band. And he said, would you be interested in joining our band? So, so we could steal your name? So we don't have to use, you know, change our name. <laughs> wow. That Tommy was named Tommy Cryan, all right? Okay. All right. So he said, No. So, oh really? So JC remarked that this was a, a crying shame. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got the name. Wow, oh, brother! That's funny. So their first single was "Sugar and Spice," right? It was written by a guy named Tony Hatch, and it had been a hit in England for another band, a band called the Searchers. And the thing is that they they signed to Columbia in 1966. Now they were hugely popular in their own local area. Okay. Right, I mean, they, they people. I read on the internet. People just loved this band. They would go out and see them all the time, but they never really broke through that big. They had this one big hit, and it's called. It's actually it was recorded in 1966. All right, okay, Sugar and Spice. <laughs>
Good. That's. Hey, a, I mean, they're tight. And we were talking about while well, I was playing, and you met, you brought up opening. I think I mentioned it, but if not, you did. Okay. Yeah. English band. Yeah, and I think maybe I'm more familiar with their version. It of could it. be. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. You know, I know we decided to stay out here in the desert and everything, yeah. right? And I, we didn't see this coming. I didn't see it coming. Nope. Until we got here. Right. But you're gonna. You're gonna listen. We have to develop a better attitude. Yeah, you're probably right. We need to think, you know, how this is, this is probably a good place and everything. Yeah, that's where we are, and, and make the best of it, right? And, and fortunately, you know, when we're back in Kansas City, we down at the Real Grit, we drink a lot of PBR, right? Well, yeah, that's the beer of choice. Well, I found it on sale. You did? Oh, we're stocked up, brother. We are? Yeah, we are. And it's chilled? It's chilled. Oh. We're good to go. Well, I feel better already. Well, you should. Mm, what a blue ribbon day. Open a beer. <laughs> What do you hear? Why it sounds like Pabst. Listen here. Pabst. Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. Pabst is the beer that speaks for itself. It speaks with authority. It says, well done, now have a beer. It speaks of fellowship and good cheer. It says it in one word. Listen here. Pabst. Blue Ribbon Beer. Pabst speaks for itself. It says, well done, here's your refreshing reward. For all your Blue Ribbon moments, make it Pabst, because Pabst makes it perfect. Pabst Blue Ribbon, so much better for so little more. Oh, backing up. Look out. Well, I mean, we, we what have am one, I saying? <laughs> we have one special. There's, no, there's, there's nobody, nobody to say here, Roger. to look out to. Right? right. I mean, we've been places where we could back up the whole Main Street and not uh-huh. hit anything. And that's when there actually was a Main Street. That's when there was a Main Street. There's yeah. nothing here. <laughs> Then we we don't wouldn't even get to crush yeah. like a trash can or I anything. Know. We got to get better at this. Yeah. Oh, on the other hand, there's nothing to stop us from doing our tribal dance. That's true. Because there's nobody here to see it. That's true. Okay. Just, Just a thought. Yeah. Just a thought. Well, uh, you know, this is the part of the show where uh, we just get down and beg. Oh, we beg. Beg people to go to our website and uh, uh, both of them check things out. Well, it's the least you could do, really. I I mean, mean, we work hard at it. I mean, just while we've been recording here, um, I've put two two new things on the website. uh, Two very cool new things. Yeah, and we're in the desert. Yeah. We do this for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about us at all. Yeah, I don't know. 
it's kind of fun. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, it yeah. is fun. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, uh, the uh, website for this show is <laughs> the derrieres.com. And we, we make this all very clear. It's very clear. Uh, the is the most important part of it. It really is. If you forget it, um, you will never oh, forget it. Oh, no. Yeah. That, you might be warped for life. Yeah, you could be. Yeah. yeah. And, like... and of course, the website for the band is. Well, that's threetrailswest.com with the number three there on the front. Right. And there you can go. We got uh, albums for sale there, and we got some t shirts and stickers. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, we, we paid for this stuff already. We yeah. need to get our money back. You know? That's true. We need, need <laughs> gas money. <laughs> gas money. Because we're in that desert. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go to either of our websites, you're going to find a lot of content. content. That's true. Yeah. And if you look at it, we're pretty sure you'll be contented. contented. But boy, there's getting to be a lot. There is. You could become confused, confused, in which case you should just contact, contact us. All right. And we'll get you all straightened out there. Yeah. There's contact us tabs at uh, both websites. Uh, uh, or you could get right to us with our email addresses. That's right. The fancy ones, the yeah. new ones. Yeah. Well, mine is Roger, no D, at thederriers.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, at thederriers.com. That's right. That's true. And hey, you know what else, Leo? Hey, what else, Roger? If you go to thederriers.com, go yes. to the Americana Roadshow tab. Yes. And from there, you can listen to or download uh, any of our any past of episodes. Any of our past episodes. And listen to them. them. Listen to them at your leisure preferably while wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit we're going to get a picture one of these one of these days, days yeah. somebody's going to send it and we're going to we'll post it. it we'll post it we you will. bet you bet hey hey you know where else you can hey, where uh, else, listen Roger? to our show you can listen to it on spotify spotify, spotify is so wonderful it's i know a you thing, like spotify a little internet thing you just post it and boom yeah. so all this music but it's, it's on several spotify, other plat- platforms that people other, might use there's other platforms yeah things. well there's stitcher well, maybe I, I don't know. It doesn't sound right. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard of that one. Well, I, I only say it every week, but you, yeah, you're always but saying Spotify, Spotify, so you're not listening. It's, 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 I like the way yeah. it rolls off the target. It's like Spotify. It is. Uh, yeah. But there's also TuneIn Radio. I, 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 TuneIn doesn't roll off yeah. the tongue, though. Well, there's Amazon Music. Yes, I heard of them, but yeah. you know, they sell stuff. You know. Yeah, when there's uh, iHeartRadio. I love you, too, but uh-huh. it's not exactly <laughs> where I go to okay. listen to my music. All right, Leo, okay. that's fine. Okay. There's our good buddy Mike Carson. Says, go, go nowheres without, without the derriers. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. We for appreciate that, it for getting us out of that. Yeah, we are. All right. Okay, where are we, Rod? It's my turn. In the desert. We are in the desert. We're in the desert. But uh, I, I came across. You're, you're going to love the story. There, it, it just develops uh, very nicely into some things. Okay. It's a group that I came across called the Three Sons. S-U-N-S. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they were formed in 1939 by brothers Al Nevins, who played guitar, Morty Nevins on accordion, and their cousin, Artie Dunn, uh, who was already a vaudeville uh, veteran, yeah. uh, on vocals and electro- electronic organ. Mm. So they became a popular nightclub attraction around New York. And um, during a, an, a, an engagement in 1944, they were signed to appear in short musical films for the Soundies movie jukeboxes. Okay. Okay. I, I know about those. That's right. very interesting stuff, actually. So uh, we had to look more into that, actually. But uh, they performed nine songs for the cameras. And um, a, a Billboard review in 1942 uh, said, Here was something out of the ordinary and very welcome, too. The three sons are an electric organ, an accordion, and a guitar, and they produce some sensational, sensational. musical effects. Sensational. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in 1944, they got their first hit record, Twilight Time. And uh, it was strictly instrumental, didn't feature the lyrics. Uh, and it sold over 4 million copies. What? And was uh, awarded a gold record. Wow. So uh, during the 50s, they continued to make uh, live appearances uh, uh, you know, using the same three guys. 
But their RCA Victor recording sessions would often have uh, studio musicians substituting for one or another. Mm-hmm. Artie mm-hmm. Dunn didn't read music, and Al Nevins became he became much more interested in the production end. Okay, so they kind of started splitting off a little bit. But um, and then then what came along, uh, of course, in the fifties, rock and roll. Yeah. So they started to wane, but they reinvented themselves. This is really cool. Using RCA Victor recording sessions at an, as an audio laboratory, employing additional instruments and novel stereophonic effects. And these new arrangements became popular among fans of lounge music ah, and exotica. Yes. Okay? You're getting close to my heart right, right. there. Yeah. And so uh, Al Nevins remained with RCA as a producer and arranger until he passed away in 65. Uh, Morty Nevins then hired studio musicians Fred Mendelssohn and... Vinnie Bell. Oh, Vincent. Who you just covered. Vincent, And they yes. recorded a new stereo album for Music Corps in 1966 using the Three Sons name. Wow. So cool uh, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. But uh, I found an album called Busy Fingers from 1948, and it's the Three Sons on that are doing Dizzy Fingers. <laughs>
That we, we kind of just slid into that. Song. Yeah, but that's real nice, Leo. What is it? Those guys are called the. Sw- they call themselves the Swampers. Oh yeah, we've talked about them. We have, you know, yeah, the Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals guys. Yeah, you know, they're the kind of the house band for yeah. that. And they have a whole album of instrumental music like that. It's really, really cool. That's great. Kind of puts you in the mood. Yeah, it? I like it. It yeah. makes you feel a lot better about yeah, being, about being in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, speaking, speaking of that, of which, yeah, yes, uh, we are kind of out of time. We got to get out of here, man. Yeah, we got. We're to, about out of beer. Uh, yay! We get to leave. We get to leave. Um, so uh, let's see here. It is uh, uh, your turn to throw the dart. Okay. So let me go get the uh, map. Get the map out there. Hardcore's been very quiet up to right now. Yeah. Okay. It's up. All right. Okay, okay. you go get the dart. Oh, yeah, that dart. Spoon drawer two. 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 Be we careful now. Well, we never use it. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Get okay. over the circle. All right. I'm in the circle. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh, okay. We went east of uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Okay. Um, oh, here's the, the weird towns. Weird towns in oh, Wyoming. Yeah. Okay. What do you uh, want? Let's see. Oh, oh. What? What? Chugwater. Chugwater. Chugwater, Wyoming. Chugwater. Okay. <laughs> Man, I hope we're doing better. I hope because the dart's been landing. You yeah. know, we 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 got well. it. Chugwater. Okay, we're going there. I think it's got a possibility. Oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, um, interesting show once again, Leo. <laughs> it's a little, little off the rails, um, but you know. Hey, it happens. We got to go find people. Yeah. There's none here. Okay, well, All we'll right. leave first thing in the morning and Pretty much. Uh, we'll get there. We'll do this again next week. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this has been the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. And don't forget to look behind you. It's the Dairy. Dairy.